I'm Alex Melleris. And I'm Ty Seifu. And the Buffalo Sabres have totally reclaimed power over the Jack Eichel situation by making the bold move to strip Jack Eichel of his captaincy because that'll show him not to, not to, what, what, what's it, what's it supposed to do? I don't know. Who, who, they're showing him who's boss, who signs the paychecks here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's like, so yeah, it's been a slow week yet again. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're back on this topic. We're back on the Jack Eichel saga. Uh, we love to see it. It's the gift that gives out giving. And uh, yeah, Buffalo always finds itself in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Um, if anything, they should, this is a franchise that should be lo- laying low right now and tr- slowly building back his trade value. Uh, but lo and behold, they go out and, and pu- very publicly take his captaincy away. Um, so, you know, well, I, yeah. So, like, it, that's the thing, though. Like, Jack Eichel currently injured um but that doesn't mean you need to take away the captaincy i mean look at montreal who uh you know shea weber is out for the season maybe the rest of his career and they're still not messing around with his his uh captain's crest um but yeah it certainly seems like it's sending a message although uh the message here from buffalo is unclear to say the least uh i don't think i don't know if they think that this will catalyze jack eichel into getting the neck surgery that the team wants like oh shit i lost the C got to be a leader and take the surgery that I don't want. Um, but uh, yeah, Buffalo at it again. And it's, uh, yeah, just a bunch of clowns. Yeah. Uh, my first reaction to this was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's kind of obvious that they would do that, uh, that they would strip him of the captaincy just because like going into the season, you know, and you have this guy who's never going to play for you again because he hates you. It kind of just makes sense that even just if it were on a technicality, you wouldn't have him being the captain anymore. But my next thought is I think Buffalo is not expecting to be able to trade him anytime soon just because if they felt they were close to a deal, then it would be like, what's the point of stripping of the captaincy if he's going to be gone in a week anyway? And now it's like if he's you know going to be sitting on LTIR the entire season actively hating us, then will not have him be wearing a letter, even if it is just on a list and not with the actual team. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it would be good. I guess it's a good move to not have the captain hate your team. Um, but uh, yeah, the optics are still pretty bad, um, even though it may be the logical move. Uh, and uh, yeah, they find themselves in the headlines again. Uh, and yeah, so it looks like you're right. doesn't seem like this guy's about to get traded, uh, which... Uh, is which is interesting because I I wonder what is trade like because they're still not they still haven't figured out what kind of you know surgery he's gonna get they're still at very much an impasse uh, and so you know until he gets that surgery and he can start his recovery because he's been injured for so long now but he isn't he hasn't been able to start the recovery at all because he he hasn't gotten you know any the, the proper treatment yet um, and so by by you know keeping in this in the standstill here um, Buffalo is really. Like, wh- where is the trade value going to grow? His neck, his neck is not going to heal properly, uh, and we're just—they're just waiting to to fix his neck, and his neck is not going to get fixed. And so, you know, you you hold now, but it's like what this—he's going to get older, his contract's going to get shorter and shorter, so you have less, uh, you know, cap certainty around his contract for for a potential suitor. Uh, and in the meantime, it's not like he's getting healthier. Uh, it's like, 
hey, what, you think his trade value is going to magically go up? I seriously doubt it. And it's like, I don't know what Buffalo is trying to pull here. Yeah, the trade value goes down, down, down from here. Unless what I think Buffalo is hoping for is some desperate team uh, kind of jumps at the chance to be like, yeah, we could really use, you know, the the uh, addition of a star player. But the problem with that, you acquire him, you have to wait at least six months for him to recover, assuming he gets the surgery like immediately. So even if someone were to acquire Jack Eichel today, he's out till March, about the start of March. And I mean, I know, you know, if you're already a contending team, then, you know, nice to have him there for, for, for playoff time, I guess. But like, who's in a position to give up a value that the Sabres would be looking for for a player that you know is great will be part of your team for a long time but you won't be able to use and add to your lineup until late in the season especially when you're probably going to have to give good pieces off your roster to do it so you will be you know uh, lowering the quality of your roster in the very short term right absolutely and so in that sense if like you know buffalo is waving the white flag by taking away his captaincy and just kind of letting him like stew and be unhappy and wait for a trade. At that point, I really don't understand why they just don't let him have the sur- they they don't just like let him have the surgery right now. That the one that he wants, uh, because yeah, it's it's clear, it's so clear that he's not going to play for the Buffalo Sabers again. Um, short of him getting the surgery that he wants, um, what you know, so unless you know Buffalo ends up letting him do that, even then he's probably unhappy enough with just the state of the franchise that he wants to leave badly. Um, but even if he does stay, they, he still needs to have the surgery eventually, a surgery. Um, and I mean, what, what does Buffalo have to lose at this point? I really don't understand. Um, and I, I know they're trying to protect an asset is the, is the line that they're trying to go after. But I mean, in terms of asset value, it's as low as it's going to get right now because he's not getting any better. That injury recovery time is not getting any small, it's not getting any shorter right now. And he's just sitting with needing a neck surgery. And yeah, the, the asset value is rock bottom. It's only going down from here. And it's it's so baffling. I really don't understand. Like, is it just a matter of principle at this point from Buffalo? Like, oh, you know, we're not going to let the players dictate what they want. Um, but because it's like, it's otherwise, it's really screwing them over. And I, I failed to see the rationale. Yeah. You know, let's play a fun game called Look at uh, Buffalo's Lineup. Um, because this, I, I'm having a hard time deciding whether this or Arizona is a more poorly constructed roster, but I think I do have to lean towards Buffalo. Um, which, you know, it's funny that it's those two teams because they happen to be the two teams that tanked most uh, intentionally for McDavid six years ago, and looks like uh, they're both right back where they started. So Buffalo, who's listed as their top-line center right now? It's Dylan Cousins, sophomore 20-year-old Dylan Cousins with Jeff Skinner and Victor Olofsson. And we have Anders Bjork, Casey Middlestad, Tage Thompson, Drake Kajula, Zemgus Gergensen, <laughs> Kyle Ocpozo, Rasmus Asplund, Cody Egan, and Vinny Hinnestroza are your 12 forwards. Are Is any one of them even good? Maybe like two. They might have like 10 straight up bad forwards on their team. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, there's really, there's nothing, there's nothing salvageable here really um, other than like, you know, Victor Olsen isn't half bad. Dylan Cousins is somewhat promising. Everybody else is dog shit. Um, so it's like, yeah, this is this. The forwards are awful. The defense is awful. You know, even Rasmus Dahlin took a step back last year. Don't know where his development's going on this awful team. Um, and yeah, there's no upside. There's no upside. I mean, who's their star? Is it Craig Anderson? 
is a forty-year-old Craig Anderson. That's where we're going to go. We're going to tandem him with league worst goal backup goalie Aaron Dell. Um, yeah, top to bottom, there's there's nothing. There's nothing here. There is there are they're, zero they're things that are, here that are good. Their goalies last year combined for eleven NHL games played, and uh, three wins. See, that would be fine if they had like an exciting young tandem, but uh, this is this is not that. Um, this and, is an uh, average age of thirty six. <laughs> oh my god, Aaron Dell he of eight fifty seven save percentage last year. Wow, that's special. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, this team's gonna suck. This team is gonna really. You know they say about you know they say about Aaron Dell is uh wait hold on I'm trying to make a frozen joke about how he's like frozen because he can't move to make the save. Do, do you know what I'm referencing? Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. The 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 frozen movie, right? Yeah, like the, where their, the their, their town is called Aaron Dell. Yeah, right. Um, it's like he's stuck in Aaron Dell in that net. Ayo. What I know, I think you made it even worse somehow. Anyway, <laughs> um, you somehow made a bad, took a bad joke and made it even worse. All right, uh, what should we talk about next? Uh, how about uh, Seth Jones' mom, Amy Jones, uh, noted MAGA lunatic, sends Seth Jones her son mean tweets. Uh, let me read you this excerpt, a screenshot that was going around from an, an athletic article. It says three years ago. Seth Jones was one of the best defensemen in the world, on the verge of winning multiple Norris trophies over what was sure to be a storied career. Two years ago, he was an elite two-way defenseman that every team wished they had. One year ago, he was a bona fide number one defenseman who still had a super high ceiling. This year, he's a bum, comically overpaid, (laughs) completely washed at the decrepit age of 26. It says it right there on all the dismissive tweets Amy Jones sends her son. Seth isn't online all that much, but Amy does enough searching for his name for the both of them. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like we have uh, someone who's on Twitter way too much. Um, so yeah, so so shout out to to Amy Jones, who, you, as you mentioned earlier, is also a Magaloon. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have must congratulate her on, on being a top-notch person, on spending her time on the most efficient things, and being the best parent possible by sending her son all the hate that she can find online. Um, and I wonder, maybe she writes some of it herself just to like fuck around. And then, so she, you know, like, I think, I mean, that would, I think, I think she would think that, you know, it's bulletin board material. It'll get them fired up. Um, or maybe, you know, Seth Jones is just so sad after getting all the tweets. Maybe that's the reason why he sucked shit last year. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. That, that's a pretty good idea that Seth Jones is just, he doesn't go online because he knows that seeing bad tweets makes him play worse. And yet, his mother sends them to him anyway. And that's why he's played tank. But, you know, on the other hand, uh, he got this massive contract that... Uh, by the way, he is comically overpaid. So out of those four little exa- those excerpts, three years ago, two years ago, one year ago, and today, the today one is decidedly the most accurate. Uh, the, the, the top reply to that screen grab from at underscore un, well replying to at underscore Marlon from at J Jolaruzo is some of Amy Jones, uh, Twitter activity, including, uh, liking a, a Jesse Kelly tweet that says the civil rights issue of our time is how society is going to treat the open quote 
unvaccinated, end quote. <laughs> a lot of you are going to look pretty terrible through the lens of history. That's a that's a hot take, to say the least. Um, at best. <laughs> yeah, that's being generous. Uh, yeah, I don't... <laughs> what, what's there to say about that tweet? Other than pointing out just how <laughs> brain-dead stupid it is. Um, but yeah, uh, I just... You know the lives of the lives of the stupid people. It's always interesting, and and like I don't know. Does the article frame them in a sort of positive light? I can't tell. I, I know. I did not look that closely at it. Yeah. Uh, who, let me let me open this article. It was Mark Lazarus. Let's look at this a little more closely. Uh, here's the return of the revealing paywalled content for free segment. Um. All right. Uh, she's got her enemies. My mom does. Jones said with a laugh. I'm like, Ma, I really don't care, but thank you. Thank you for that. Just trying to eat dinner right now. That is a quote from Seth Jones. So there's our answer. I have no idea why that one didn't make the rounds because that's pretty hilarious. Uh, uh, no, Jones doesn't go uh, seeking out the criticisms. The tweets tagging him from fans split over the acquisition. The columns about the potentially catastrophic contract extension. Uh, blah 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 uh but he sure as hell knows about them and they sure as hell fuel him you can't control what people say about you and you can read it if you want it just gives you motivation he said i definitely take motivation from that i know i didn't have the greatest season last year it is it is what it is i can't do anything about it now except come into the season ready to go that's my full intention uh so it doesn't look like this really makes a commentary on uh amy jones's behavior but I feel like that Seth Jones quote, Ma, I really don't care, but thank you. Thank you for that. Just trying to eat dinner right now speaks for itself. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but uh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, that's... that's... <laughs> I certainly love how it starts with the Ma. And <laughs> <laughs> then he follows up with, I really don't care. It's care, not, I don't, I, I initially you. thought about, I thought it was... <laughs> I thought it was, I don't really care. But no, he really emphasized that he really doesn't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> he really just called out his mom like that. Um, he really did. But other ones, you know, yeah, but, but his, his other answers is truly devoid of any sort of personality. And like, I feel like he wasn't trying to be, he doesn't seem even personable, like even in, in his, in his ma answer. He's just, he just, it's, he's accidentally hilarious, and we're all just kind of laughing at him and his mom. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like, uh, yeah. And what stands out in that answer, like afterwards, like the, uh, you know, I definitely take motivation from that. Blah 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 blah. It's like, man, what a fucking bland ass answer. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. This all just. <laughs> It feels like this. It feels like the you know the classic sports stereotype of like bulletin board material. Oh, it gets me all fired up when the when the analytic nerd boys talk about me and they tell me I'm bad. You know, but like this is on steroids, and then also his mom is involved <laughs> Twitter, yeah. with, with Twitter search alerts on probably, uh, and uh, you know, it's a cherry on top. Mm-hmm. I saw someone did one of those like uh, you're in her DMs memes, but it was like you're in her DMs. I'm getting uh, forwarded to Seth Jones via his mom or stuff like that. 
Right. Um, so yeah, maybe that's that. That's the way to get Seth Jones's attention is to write, you know, start t- talk shit about Seth Jones on Twitter. Uh-huh. And you wouldn't be wrong totally. to do so. Um, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, apparently, that's the way to get famous uh, via Seth Jones. Uh-huh. Very nice. Good Hi, Amy Jones. If you see this, I think Seth Jones is going to have a great season with the Chicago Blackhawks. You're never gonna get through. You know, with that with that message, you're never gonna get through the Seth Jones. Um, yeah. Hey, Amy just, Jones, if you listen to our podcast, uh, Seth Jones fucking what, what, should, what, what should our message Terrible. be to Amy Jones? Um, your son is the most overpaid, and he's worse than Cody CC. Um, and not only that, but if you send this to him, he won't care because he's just trying to eat dinner. And he probably nailed it. Send tweet. (laughs) Yeah, send (laughs) podcast. Publish. All right. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the other unvaccinated players because there's more news about that. Uh, I think last week we only had Zach Ronaldo. Uh, Now, well, we also have Josh Archibald is all but confirmed. I'm pretty sure it's, it's pretty much confirmed that Josh Archibald is the oiler who uh, isn't getting vaccinated. And that, of course, coincides with the fact that uh, Alex Daylock, also on the Oilers, won't be able to play this upcoming season because after he got COVID, he now has a heart condition that uh, will stop him from playing. And so there is some reported tension in the Oilers' dressing room, understandably so, and apparently some, uh, let's just say, some some prominent players on the Oilers are very displeased with Josh Archibald. So I don't expect to see him playing in the NHL again anytime soon. Tyler Bertuzzi is another one, but since he has, you know, actually provided positive on-ice value, the Red Wings are like, eh, you can still play, whatever, come to training camp, uh, but you, you just can't cross the border, so you'll forfeit $400,000 of your salary because you don't want to have a little needle in your arm. Uh, and we also have, uh, of course, an alumnus from your elementary school, Bodie Wild of the New York Islanders had made the ill-advised decision not only to not get the vaccine, but to go on Instagram and say that he really thinks his uh, his personal freedoms should prevail and that Lou Lamorello should just let him play in the NHL, which, by the way, he hasn't ever done before playing the NHL. Right. I think I think the quote that he wrote on Instagram or like what he wrote in the caption is particularly funny. Um, and just how fucking stupid he is. Um, quote, hoping my human rights are enough to let me play. Dot, dot, dot. What a world. Um, and he, he just comes off as such a prick. Um, it's it's completely unbelievable. Um, it's, it's, so, it's unbelievable. Uh, and to test Lou Lamarill, of all the organizations to be in, and then to send such a stupid, uh, you know, like put in such a stupid Instagram caption, um, to, to have, you know, Lou as the boss there, it's truly... The, the peak of stupidity, um, you know, Bodie Wild, he of, yeah, as you mentioned, went to my elementary school, I've seen him in person, uh, and has, has promptly fallen uh, down the boards of players that I like, um, down to players that we all know are now, we all know, now know, uh, is, uh, is a notable shitbag. Um, yeah, we, we talked about, you know, this guy had character issues, quote unquote, um, when he was drafted and he fell all the way to the second round. Uh, and uh, I think we're getting a, a little taste of just, just why that was. Because um, uh, yep. he's an idiot. 
and also, you know, Bodie. I just, mm-hmm. and every time I look at the comments on like on like a Twitter post that that mentions Bodie Wild, it's just that it's just a bunch of people just commenting Bode, um, as yeah, I'm making Bode <laughs> puns. Yeah. Like, this doesn't bode well. Ha 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 ha. And I just thought that I'd point that out uh, because that's that's got to be the least original joke that I've seen on Twitter this week. But it's still kind of funny. I can't lie. Uh, wow, that's pretty wild. <laughs> anyway. Boo. And then Boo. you also sent me this uh, this screenshot of Twitter. Someone ironically uh, DM'd Bodie Wild on uh, on Instagram saying. Keep fighting the good fight, brother. Strong bicep emoji. It's your right to play in the NHL. If the communists want to enforce some vaccine mandate to protect the players like they're some kind of asset, not a human, then we will all boycott them and their players will forfeit their million-dollar paychecks. And uh, four, or four hours or so later, Bodhi replied, Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. <laughs> he's... he's- He's, he's even stupider than you could possibly imagine. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to like, for all these players, none of them are, like, stars or anything. I mean, we talk about Bertuzzi, who's, you know, a pretty good NHL player. Um, but, like, even him, they're all forfeiting so much money because they can get suspended. Um, and that's, that's what the NHLPA agreed, right, with the league, um, for their entire, like, the entire year. And, like, Tyler Bertuzzi, as you mentioned, 400 k um, and, and even the others, I don't like, I think Archibald's cap, it's like one and a half million dollars. Presumably the Oilers could just suspend his ass, um, because he's not vaccinated. And then, uh, well then what he forfeits like all one and a half million dollars. And so, yeah, I just, I just really want to emphasize, um, just how stupid you have to be to stand by your, 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 you know, quote, right to choose or whatever it is, uh, to the tune of 400 to $1.5 million dollars you know, 400000 to $1.5 million. It's uh, stupid as hell. And, uh, yeah. $400,000 you know Wild. <laughs> you know what Bodie Wild's, um, uh, uh, what did he say? Like, what a world. You know what that reminded me of? Do you remember, I don't remember if we talked about this when it happened, but, like, at least a year ago. Oh, let me pull it up. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, like, August 2020. A Logan Couture's tweet which I think is like the funniest tweet in NHL history. Do you know what you remember what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Please read he it. He said, okay, I spent last night in Toronto, Ontario. I talked about, <laughs> wait, sorry. I just, the fact that he specified Toronto, Ontario, I never really clicked to me until I just read it out loud. Okay, let me start over. Let's keep coming. All right, here we go. Uh-huh. I spent last night in Toronto, Ontario. I talked about voting for the Republican Party, and I mentioned Donald Trump by name. I was sucker punched. Is this really what we are coming to? If you vote, you are a villain. Man, this world is so wrong. That was the tweet. And everyone, for days on end, was obsessed with the fact that he didn't say he would or did vote for the Republican Party, but just that he talked about voting for the Republican Party and mentioned Donald Trump by name. Of course, this story definitely it off with man, the, man, this world is so wrong. This gives up real, and then everybody clapped vibes. <laughs> yeah, that's a story that definitely happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're absolutely, that, that's exactly the same vibe. 
you know? Uh, whoa, my human rights. I hope they're enough to, to let me play. What a world we're living in, the travesty. Um, yeah, I don't, like, clearly, the education of Edinburgh Elementary School in Montreal West has just wasn't enough for Bodhi. Wow, we're well. calling out the school. I was not. We are calling out the school. Yeah, um, we've we've produced a clown. Unfortunately, um, somebody better look at the curriculum on this one. It's time for a review, so that we don't have a a, a in, an embarrassment on our hands. And uh, that's what he's become. Look at this guy. Look at this clown. One of like the four guys mm-hmm. who wasn't unvaccinated, is, and it's like the one guy or one or two, three guys who are openly speaking out against it. Um, Mm-hmm. truly cream of the crop um and yeah as for the other guys yeah i saw the other thing to get, you know i mean obviously it's going to cause conflict when you have a guy who uh has literally a heart condition because of covid and another guy who's like uh completely in denial of it uh and uh is going on about i don't know pro-choice or whatever the fuck um or, or how he like that how they like to phrase it um and uh yeah it's it's absurd it's absurd. like what the hell are you doing come on man if I'm getting paid 101.5 million dollars, you can inject me with lead. I don't give a fuck if you give me if you pay me that much money. <laughs> um, but it's 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 literally you can microchip <laughs> me for that amount of money. <laughs> yeah, at that point, inject me with whatever the fuck you want. You want to want to put the orange <laughs> juice in my veins? I don't care. Go ahead. Um, but uh, you know, like come on. But instead, it's 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 like a potentially life saving vaccine. It's truly the stupidity is is incredible, and I still it's still mind boggling to me. Um, especially when they really do like they among like above anybody have like really quite the incentive to get vaccinated just because you know they're getting paid so much for it um and and then to actively choose no is uh is baffling yeah i know i wonder if maybe some people listening to this are maybe getting would get a little bit tired of talking about who's unvaccinated but i I think it's a lot of fun to gossip about uh about this type of thing (laughs) you know i i do i do i really enjoy this and uh there's which brings me to one more uh cory Massazak tweeted uh the new jersey devils have an unvaccinated player it's a prominent player it's going to affect the team's season if he doesn't change his mind how are they handling it talk to a bunch of people blah 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 blah. uh and so of course the speculation begins uh at habs laughs uh quotes it with i wonder who it could be followed by uh, screenshots of Mackenzie Blackwood's uh, following list on Instagram, oh, no. which includes not only the likes of uh, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, uh, Charlie Kirk, but also someone named Ian Smith, who in his bio I checked has pronouns free slash man. And it says entrepreneur. <laughs> so Entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So, uh huh. So that seems to be the the popular, you know, who this probably is, Mackenzie Blackwood. This is far less confirmed than Josh Archibald, but it seems to be a a real possibility that NJ Devils starting goalie Mackenzie Blackwood is one of the anti-vaxxers. Mm. So I guess that 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 preposterous cap hit on Jonathan Bernier's new contract makes sense now, um, given that. <laughs> Maybe they were thinking, oh, shit, we might not have a goalie next year because um, we have an absolute clown uh, in our organization. Um, so, yeah, that, that I mean, I mean, the Twitter list checks out with someone who would who would get unvaccinated, who would be unvaccinated, uh, including Ian Smith. Is Ian Smith verified or is this, is this just some random? Uh, Ian Smith is extremely verified. Three hundred seventy six thousand oh. followers. 
Uh, wow. Profile picture, shirtless. Uh, no, sorry, not shirtless. I just I thought his shirt was a tattoo. Uh, it's that type of thing. Uh, co-owner of at the Attilus Gym, at Rock Bottom Nutrition, at First Form Athlete, at the Beard Struggle Beard, 20% off Ian 20, at Game Up Nutrition Athlete, 10% off Ian 10. Uh, I couldn't get over pronouns free man, though, because (laughs) that sounds sounds like satire. (laughs) What the fuck? No way that's real. No way that's real. Oh, God. Um, Ooh, the peak. Mm -hmm. The peak of humanity. At Petbugs right thirteen, um, though, this is kind of funny. Quote tweeted the original thing with, "Wait, the Devils have a prominent player." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, "What is that a prominent de- uh, player on the Devil?" I was like, well, "Doggy Hamilton? They just signed him for that?" Oh, uh, who else is on that team? <laughs> Jack Hughes, Nico Hischier. <laughs> yeah, Jack Hughes. Yeah, but they don't. They don't seem like the type, right? Probably um, not. You would yeah, think. I was, you would hope so. Um, but, uh, so yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood, I don't, I wouldn't even know if I would call him, you know, what was the word that they used? Uh, prominent. Prominent. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would maybe, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he totally Mackenzie counts. Blackwood. Starting goalie. Eh. That's totally prominent. Why did they, why did they pay Jonathan Bernie so much if they anticipated, you know, Blackies? He's, uh, I don't know. I think, I think we've been mm. expecting Mackenzie Blackwood to make the jump for a couple of years now and it kind of hasn't. And that's why he's performed pretty well. I, I'm pretty sure they just wanted a good backup goalie. A $4.125 million backup goalie? Eh. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, hmm. I don't or maybe know. a 1A, 1B but situation. Anyways, or maybe they did perhaps. know that Blackwood would uh, yeah. would not be vaccinated. They probably at least, assuming he's the one, had an idea. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be completely surprised if the organization had a, had a clue heading into free agency. Um, yeah, not but, at all. Uh, yeah, and like you know, getting a guy like Bernier and like paying him that much money seems like exactly the move you would do if your starting goalie, who's like pretty young, might not play the year because he's an idiot. You know, like you don't want to go out and spend big money on a long-term guy because maybe you want to stick with Blackwood, but you don't want to stick yourself with nobody if uh, he does end up sitting out. So you know, that that's a it's a pretty you can connect the dots there if you want. Or maybe it's somebody completely different. Who knows? Yeah. That's the fun with maybe, the gossip. Maybe, like, fourth liners are prominent to some people. Who knows? Bottom pairing. Yeah. But, like, if you think about it, you know, like, there's a whole bunch of Trump supporters in the league, right? Undoubtedly, um, given the demographic of the players. But, uh, you know, still, they've been, they've been kind of pushed to getting vaccinated anyways. So, you know, it's like, if, if the Trump supporting vibes were uncommon in hockey... I think we could really focus in on Mackenzie Blackwood, but they aren't. They're everywhere. So you know, I think uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it was anybody else. Although I'm struggling to find someone who would be prominent, who would be that someone else. So you know, it's it's somewhat safe. I'd say seventy percent safe to call Mackenzie Blackwood, to, and to mm-hmm. you know laugh at him for following Ian Smith, a noted free man, <laughs> a noted free slash man. <laughs> It would be great uh, if we just refer to Ian Smith with those those pronouns. It'd be like, I can't believe Mackenzie Blackwood follows man account. <laughs> Free tweets are just <laughs> so out of the world. 
Yeah, men Instagram posts are awful. Uh, I don't know what free is going on about. Um, <laughs> right, free should makes... really put free right pronouns in free bio. <laughs> I barely even understood that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I, I really hope we get more of these, uh, you know, gossipy tales. It is fun. Uh, yeah, you know, it is like, fun, uh, isn't it? To it's a lot of fun. It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like you know, there's there's supposedly fifteen to twenty of these people. So like, come on. I thought it was ten to fifteen. Legal. Oh, maybe ten to fifteen. I don't know. But we're only still at right. like four or five. So like, come on, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I assume I assume we're probably gonna get the next few as the season approaches. Oh yeah, um, I think it'll be it'll be too uh, obvious to hide it. So oh, like oh, this guy's sitting out for no apparent reason. I wonder the fuck why. Um, so uh, that's speaking of uh, right. speaking of speaking of sitting out. Olio Levy was lying down in the corner. <laughs> oh, Canucks God. training camp. <laughs> what a transition! <laughs> what a move! Travis Green, Canucks head coach, opened training camp with one of his apparently famous bag skates. Uh, which I guess I suppose the rationale is you know you gotta tar them out right away, get them back into form, whatever, and. There were three notable players who had particularly adverse reactions to uh, to the exhaustion. One of which was Olyulevi, who was uh, lying down in the corner for I'm not exactly sure how long, but judging by the the tweets from the people who were there, they said, "Wow, it seemed like he might never get up." So maybe he was he's there for there. quite a while. He is maybe still, he's still yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Some say he's still there to this day, uh, and the other two were new acquisitions from the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Connor Garland, who threw up behind a net, and Oliver ekman Larson, who was decidedly slower than everyone else and several strides behind, and it looked like he was just gassed right away. Uh, so I don't know if there is any connection between the Coyotes and them just being totally you know, not conditioned well with that team. Wouldn't shock me. Maybe it's just a coincidence that it's the two of them. Uh, and uh, Olio Levy just, uh, hmm, I don't know. Maybe he's just tired or not that good. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going to say, maybe, maybe for, for both of those Arizona players, it's just like the first real NHL practice of their careers that, yeah. that, that hasn't been taken seriously. Which, like, yeah, I, would I be completely surprised if there was no intensity in the Arizona practices? No, I would not be surprised. I mean, like, look at the last, look at their entire existence of results. Um, so, you know, that, that is a distinct possibility that, like, they show up to Vancouver and they're completely unready for the level of, like, um, NHL, like a, a standard NHL practice. And so, you know, Which one it's of not even that that's such a good team. It's Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you maybe climbed one rung on the seriousness ladder. Um, and uh, apparently it was a pretty pretty significant gap. So I'd be a bit concerned as uh, an Arizona fan. I'd be like, apparently our our players can't even survive a Vancouver practice. Um, no wonder no wonder this, this team sucks ass. Um, but uh, yeah, this 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 team really gives off clown show vibes, and I'm I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, it's unfortunate that they that they gave you know that they're 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 rid of you know Beagle Russell and the Ericsson. 
because, uh, you know, they would have added to the spice. Um, but, you know, with the AOEL back in the fold and uh, Tucker Pullman with him and back in the decor, um, I'm, I'm ready. This team, like, you know, with Jim Betting at the head. That is the, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I can't stop saying it when I'm talking about Vancouver um, because, uh, yeah, whenever we're talking about Vancouver, we're, all, we're always laughing at them. It's, it's the best thing. Yeah. Um, and, and here we are yet again because, uh, you know, Ollie Willevy looks dead. Um, and, yeah, apparently he'll be out in the ice game one still lying down on the ice like that, the home opener. I want to see the footage from the Coyotes bag skate where Beagle, Roussel, and Erickson are miles ahead of everyone else. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Have any Arizona Coyotes ever done a bag skate, though? That's it's a good question. I, that's up in the air. I have no idea. I think that's up in the air. <laughs> Haven't done one since Junior A or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's that's Vancouver. A quick check-in, how the Canucks are doing. And the answer is some of them are doing badly. So uh, that's yeah. that's cool. Yeah, and, and their two most important ones are still unsigned. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah, you saw the picture of, like, you know, the two of them at, a, like, a Michigan college football game. Just like, just like vibing, two two unsigned RFA's taking in a good college. I did not see that like picture. That. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that, like the three. Out. I did hear like the three prominent RFA's remaining. We're all training together in Michigan: Pedersen, Hughes, and Brady Kachuk. And looking at the RFA list, there are two other ones left unsigned as of right now. Do you know who they are? No, I do not. It is uh, Kiefer Bellows Probably. of the New York Islanders. And Anatoly Goloshev of the New York Islanders. Yeah, okay. So, two guys who are significantly less important um, than, our, than our big three here. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. th- th- that's, pretty, that's pretty jokes, though, that they all, like, they got together and made, like, an RFA hype house, just, like, vibing in Michigan. Um, yeah, that's fun. Oh, you know what would be great? Good for them. You good know what them. I just thought of? Yeah. Have you ever seen those YouTube videos I extremely rarely watch like the really popular ones uh, that are somehow popular despite the fact that no one's ever heard of them uh, that are like, hey, yeah, we're all hanging out in this house and the last one to leave gets a it's like a hundred thousand dollars or that type of thing. I don't know if that exists, but it'd be super cool if like all the RFAs lived in a house together all summer (laughs) and when you sign your deal. You get to leave the house, and the last one left who didn't sign gets like I don't know some sort of big prize. So there's an incentive to like wait out into the season. <laughs> but also on the other hand, there's also an incentive to like sign fast so you get the fuck out of there. You know, um, is <laughs> is the argument yeah, I would true. make All on right. the other side? Yeah, but hmm. I guess the prize would just have to be really good. How do we make this? Because the idea of RFAs all staying in the house and you don't get to leave until you sign your deal. That's a really good... I guess that is kind of just an idea that would just make people want to sign faster. So that is exactly. kind of anti-playable, I guess. Yeah. So how do we make this work, though? Because this this could be really okay. fun. So we don't... we don't. Okay, so we don't... We don't do it for all the RFAs. We just, we just say for all the RFAs, you know, like this competition is going on. And, like, you know, you get the final 10 or the final five. And then you put them in a house. And you let them vibe. And, you like, you offer them, like, a $2 million signing bonus on top of their actual contract. And, uh, you know. If they're the last one who hasn't signed. Yeah, and then you just just tough it out. Tough it out. I'd make, call it a reality TV show. You know, release (laughs) it. 
release it during the preseason, you know, like weekly updates. It's like Big Brother. Like Big Brother, but for mm-hmm. RFAs. And I, doubt, I, I they, assume that it's all, much better than the actual show. Would they all be like playing chicken with each other and like as 5 p.m. December 1st approaches, it's like 4.57. It's like, are you going to sign? 4.58, oh are you going to sign? Are you going to sign? Are we going to miss the entire <laughs> year? All of us? <laughs> And we need to set up some live, like at that point, we need to set up some live streams, you know. Um, oh, of course. Around the house, and, and I'd be, I'd be watching that shit on November thirty first. I'm on the NHL RFA hype house. Live Wait, did stream. you just say November thirty first? Ah, oh, fuck my life. Yes, I did. <laughs> my mistake. My mistake. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting there on November thirty second. I'm watching the uh, the R- NHL RFAs in a house. Big Brother NHL RFA. Oh, that's that's the name, isn't it? Big I mean, NHL yeah. RFA brother. There we go. <laughs> it rolls oh. right off the tongue. <laughs> National Big Restricted League Brother Hockey Free Agent event. Brother. Just, of this, of the brother, brother summer. Exactly. Brother <laughs> and summer. And a third big. <laughs> uh, and a second national. Um, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the national that's, big RFA brother event of the summer of November 31st. Wow. That's crazy. What a, what a vibe.com. Um, somebody needs to make this happen. Um, somebody I've never needs heard to of make more this into like a Broadway musical. Please, please do. Um, oh, uh, speaking of television shows that are hockey related, there's, we've got the, uh, the, the all or nothing coming up in a few days. eh? Uh, oh October yeah. 1st. Well, October 1st, right? Yeah, that's right, and uh, that's that's a binge I'm I'm pretty excited for. Uh, yeah, I hope it's bingeable. I hope I'm not bored out of my mind five minutes in. Honestly, I might skip to the last episode if the first episode is unbearable, um, or maybe I'll check the Twitter for some uh, for some reviews on that one. Um, but uh, I'm certainly yeah. going to watch the last episode. I'll tell you that of all the things, you know, I might skip the preseason action because who cares? I might skip the regular season action because who cares? But. Uh, I definitely want to check out that last episode. I gotta say, mm-hmm. I could see even the last episode being a big disappointment if they, because I could see the the Leafs, because the Leafs apparently had that had a hand in making it. If it tries yeah. to frame it as like it's not that big of a disappointment, it's like, oh yeah, oh we tried our best, but we couldn't quite get it done, boys. Let's try again next year, you know? Yeah, yeah. they they could try to strike that tone. Yeah, I, I could see it. Um, yeah, I can't can't imagine it'll be too. Uh... They'll be too harsh on the Leafs, which is unfortunate because, um, uh, you know, they'll probably show some sad shots and be like, you know, show like an inspirational montage for the next year and shit. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm still, regardless, this is, uh, this is, they picked the right team to make a TV show about. Uh, not just because of the market, but just for, for sheer entertainment well, value. I feel like. I feel like I'm not, I'm not sure I 100% agree with you. I feel like the shit show teams would be like yeah. a Sens documentary would be great, especially with Eugene Melnick as the main character. <laughs> a Sabres documentary, <laughs> that would be awesome. A Coyotes documentary, an Oilers <laughs> behind the scenes in the front office would be absolutely golden. I I we really need, think a lot of other I really think a lot of other teams would have higher entertainment value than the Leafs. Yeah, that's true. I think for yeah, you make a good point. I think I think maybe even just a Jim Benning documentary, like screw the players. Yes, exactly. Get just give me a guy. Just give me a cameraman following around Jim Benning, um, and just send the raw footage to me. You can you can censor oh, the specific please. player, the player specific names if you want. If you want to protect that 
sensitive information. But I just, or no, don't actually. That, that'll ruin the fun. No, give me the raw footage, like straight up. Don't edit it. I don't yeah. give a shit. Um, I just, I, I want promised, that. I want to know what Jim Benning does. I would be willing to pay too much money for raw footage of Jim Benning, of just one day of Jim Benning's life. And I, I, I'll even <laughs> promise up. not to, I will promise not to share it with anyone. I would pay maybe at like $1,000 for that. Yeah. I would maybe pay $1,000. I would, I, would, I would sign an NDA. I would sign an NDA. I wouldn't. I, oh, I sure. wouldn't give it a second thought. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's get out the that's popcorn. A good source of revenue. Yeah, uh-huh. watch Jim Benning get up. day of my life. Yeah, getting getting out of uh-huh. bed. He's putting his tie on. Oh, hum! I better I better spend a first round pick on OEL today. Um, and shit like that. Um, and just especially like, if he's like he narrating. It's like, oh yeah, I got this <laughs> toothbrush. I got this toothbrush in uh in uh, a drug market. Uh, just outside of uh, the city, uh, it works well. I just, you know, it's a good power play toothbrush. Yeah, I could just, I could just go with like somebody shoots it with like a like a camcorder. You know, it's like the shittiest quality. I think that would be just yeah. make it even funnier. A phone yeah. camera. <laughs> you add in Jim's voice. Um, it's cool. Uh, you know, what if it was Jim Benning up. vlogging? What if Jim was filming himself? He was like, "Hey, just heading down to Timmy's." Uh, get you know a breakfast sandwich on the way to the office. We're gonna do some work today. Man, maybe I should have become a social marketing major or something like that, like social media marketing, um, just so I can get a job with the Canucks, just so I could make that happen. Um, be like, you know, like pitch that. Force it runs, if you run the Canucks Twitter account and you're listening to this, pitch the idea. Jim Benning vlogging for just one day. Post it. Post the highlights. I promise you, engagement will go up. Five thousand <laughs> percent. Make it a regular series, and you'll get more ratings than the actual TV games themselves. Um, I guarantee oh, sure. it. Because, um, <laughs> because a reg your 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 run of the mill Vancouver Canucks game is is borderline unwatchable, unless you're a Vancouver Canucks fan or you just no, came to watch OEL flounder. Ah, I would I argue. Think, no, so. no, because exciting high end offensive talent and terrible defensemen. It's a recipe for very entertaining hockey. That's true. I'd watch just to see Tucker Pullman flounder about with his like fresh new contract for four years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you make a fair point there. Um, but uh, Jim Benning is just another level, uh, and you know, I want to go. I want to know. I want to see a day in the life. I want to get in the step in the shoes of Jim Benning. Um, take us, take us through your life, Jim. We want to know. We want to know the the brains behind the genius. <laughs> yep. We want to know the mind behind the head. The beautiful mind. Um, Jim <laughs> uh, Oh, what I was going to mention before, before we, uh, some, before we pivoted away from the RFA National House, uh, was that ah. if this were turned into a Broadway musical, Ben Platt would absolutely have to play Brady Kachuk. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And he pulled uh-huh. it off flawlessly. He'd pull it off flawlessly, the age gap. Oh, for sure. No doubt. They look alike. Oh, this, yeah, the curly hair and shit. That's not, yeah, have not, you that's seen not the, a bad uh, casting move. Uh, have you seen like some stills or clips from D- the Dervin Hansen movie? Nah, uh, I've seen some stills. Uh, why, what's up? Okay, so, so basically, I watched the uh, movie the other day. Uh, and mm-hmm. before I watched it, I read some reviews. And the reviews, all they were awful. They're like worst movie <laughs> musical ever made. Um, 
which I I wouldn't be that harsh on it uh, after having watched it. But I will say, well, the original Broadway musical won a bunch of awards and it was great. And I think everything good about the movie was just stuff that was already good about the musical. Like the story itself was good. The songs were mostly very good. The acting performances were pretty good. Everything the movie uh, added was pretty much uh, a, a big L. Um, first of all, <laughs> the directing, the, it looked pretty bland, but like the big complaint that everyone had and that everyone was memeing was that Ben Platt is 27 years old playing a high schooler, uh, which is bad enough to begin with. Add in the fact that the makeup they gave him somehow made him look even older than he actually was. Uh, he looked like 40 <laughs> in high school. He does. He looks yeah, he old as shit. <laughs> And, you know, people were complaining about that. People were complaining about that. Like, even when the first trailer came out, it was like, why wouldn't you get someone who looks a bit more like a high schooler uh, than this? And that's a very reasonable complaint. And Ben Blatt basically went on social media and was like, many of you don't know that this movie wouldn't have even gotten made if I uh, weren't playing Evan Hansen. Everyone was like, okay what do you do you think you're gonna change people's <laughs> mind with that no you just look kind of like a dick <laughs> maybe it would have been better if the movie wasn't made um i don't know I yeah don't know. <laughs> oh we can only get an old <laughs> man to play a high schooler i guess we should scrap the project <laughs> yeah is it really worth it at that point um at the very least they should have hired a better makeup department um yeah, yeah I mean come on yeah you could a... you could get a good crew in there to make him look like a high schooler and I'm sure some people wouldn't like it but like if if I just want a high schooler to look like a high schooler believably if I'm watching a movie like right. part of the movie is spending disbelief you know that's kind of hard if you're supposed to be 17 but you look 32 <laughs> yeah and like I really don't understand did nobody like one of these like kind of like brain dead decisions come out or like you know it's always puzzling as to did nobody speak up about this you know did nobody look at ben platt and think he looks fucking twice the age of a high schooler did that did that not cross anybody's mind on set Um, i'm sure it did i'm sure it did but i'm sure they were met with the same answer like we need to have ben platt playing this part that's the only option and also uh we don't feel like making him look younger i guess yeah. yeah, I guess so. I it mean, is now officially, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's on my bucket list at some point in my life to be in a position where I'm able to cast somebody who's at least 75 years old as Evan Hansen. <laughs> okay, I wish you the very best in your endeavors. Thank um, you. I hope you. I hope you check that off your, your bucket list as soon as possible. Do you um, have Evan Hansen, sure but it's watch. in a senior's home. <laughs> perfect perfect i have yeah you know what i I have no idea what the story is about other than it's in a high school um yeah i have never never watched a bootlegged version or anything um so maybe i should i have a question for you then yeah i have a question for you then uh what is evan hansen's sexuality sexuality yes i have no idea am i supposed to am i supposed to supposed to guess Okay, no, you don't. You don't have to guess, but basically, it's a fun thing that some people have caught on to of Mandela effect thing that everyone seems to think Evan Hansen is gay, even though he he's straight, and oh. no one knows why. 
Maybe it's because Ben Platt is gay. Maybe it's because uh, they mentioned them not being gay in one of the most popular songs. But for whatever <laughs> reason, maybe we'll mix it up with Love, Simon. That's another possibility. I, don't, I couldn't explain it to you. Um, but uh, I think I think the, the Ben Platt is actually like the actor is gay. I think that that's a pretty solid explanation for it. I'd say no. I would say so. <laughs> perhaps yeah. anyway so, so at the end would, would you recommend people go watch the movie um i mean okay i mean with the caveat that like musicals are you th- are your thing i think it's worth a watch uh because despite some of the awful casting and directing choices the uh the story itself is pretty much as good as it was before so I think you could right. you could give it a try. If anything, just to laugh at a sixty-two-year-old Ben Platt for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, if anything, do it as a meme watch, yeah. which I was exactly. expecting it to be a meme watch when I started. It was like, okay, this isn't as catastrophic as I maybe thought it would be. Okay. You know what I need to watch? I need to watch Cats the movie. Um, I I ref- I can't I can't go anywhere near that. <laughs> the few like, clips I've seen have been so revolting to me. I'm like, I must turn God. away. I must ignore. <laughs> It's it's such like I'm talking about like bad decisions that make it on screen like that is one hour and a half or however long it is of just bad decisions only and yeah apparently apparently I wouldn't know I haven't watched you know, the movie but it's on my bucket list you know they were okay maybe one day together we can watch it we'll do that but we'll live stream fact it. we'll live stream a reaction. Yeah, yeah. One fact I do know about Cats 2019 is that they made the final edits the day the movie came out. <laughs> I, I respect that. I respect that complete yeah. lack of professionalism. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> the procrastination is just elite. And, and you can tell. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I, I wouldn't be right. surprised if they made well, that whole movie in one day. Uh, from 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 like coming up with the idea to execution, if that happened in like 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 a cocaine fueled twenty four hours, I would not be surprised. Honestly, yeah. well, you do know um, it was based on at a wildly successful Broadway show, right? Right, right. But like every other decision, other than the story, you know, is um. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure what the story is bad. about cats. Is it just a bunch of cats? who just vibe and all have their own problems and they each sing a song about it. Cause I think that might be it. I'm not sure if there even is a plot to cats, <laughs> which would make the movie even better. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I guess you got to find out. You got to watch the movie. There's no way around it. You're not allowed watching the actual musical. You gotta, you gotta sit through it. And like, I think Taylor Swift's in it. Like James Corden, if I recall, like uh, Julie Dench too. <laughs> Yeah, wait, I'm looking at the cast right now. Uh, Idris Elba, Jennifer Hudson, Rebel Wilson, James Corden, Jason Derulo, Taylor Swift, uh, just a bunch of like A-list celebrities in this shit show of a movie. <laughs> I think that really, that, that's what makes it so funny though. You know, like they got all these people to play like uh-huh. roles in the movie and it's so bad. Like, uh-huh. It's it like, is. let's just get all our rich friends together and waste each other's time. <laughs> that's the vibe you know maybe yeah I, would we be surprised if they're all just like in their motion suits drunk off their ass and just like fucking i would around? not be 
Uh-huh. <laughs> the editors are drunk too. They finally finish. It's all just this movie's just a giant bender. I'm sure the I'm sure the viewing experience is just as wild. Um but uh Yeah, all right. We have yeah. to do this together at some point. We have to watch cats together. We do. Sounds good. Right. Um I'll write it down. Oh, we didn't nice. mention uh the, the the big so we're talking about standoffs all the way back with Jack Eichel. Um one of them actually got resolved this week. Oh yeah, um, this is a yeah. hockey podcast. That's right. <laughs> It's, I'm sorry to burst the bubble. Um, we're not, we're not, a, we're not a cinema podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, Kirill Kap- Kaprizov, Kirill Kaprizov, signed his contract after you know apparently leaving the option open to go to Moscow. Um, but uh, yeah, five five years, nine million dollars, and uh, yeah, I think that buys how, two years of his uh, UFA. Uh, and, uh, I mean, that's, it's a pretty, it's a win-win for, it's a win for Minnesota because, uh, you know, they get their stud back. They'd be lost without him. Uh, and you know, $9 million certainly isn't bad for your, your franchise player out there. And, uh, for Kaprizov, it's, it it gives him another shot at another big time payday when he's still relatively young. Yeah. It feels a touch rich. I have to say, I know he's like, he's 24 and I, I know I don't really buy the, oh, he's only played 55 games because of all his KHL experience and stuff. But, like, where does this lie amongst, like, uh, most expensive wingers in the NHL? So I think it's very high. And I do think if there wasn't that very real threat he was willing to go back to the KHL, that this number would have been lower. Probably at least a million lower, I would guess. But I'm pretty sure, uh, was it CSK in Moscow? What was his KHL team? Whatever his KHL. Yeah, so... I think had an offer on the table that was like 10 million and some of the rumblings were, Oh, Kaprizov is expecting Minnesota to match this or he's going. Uh, and obviously they didn't quite match, but they had to get uh, somewhat, somewhat close and have not the most ideal term. I, I guess maybe five Minnesota. He is 24. They're probably pretty happy with five years. Maybe they would have liked uh, a little longer, but I don't think Minnesota did too badly considering uh, how, real that threat was that he was just going to leave and uh they had not much leverage because of that right am i oh wait a second sorry i thought i thought for a second i'm just i'm looking uh right now whether uh like where he is on the list of highest paid wingers. Yeah, so, there's so it's panarin there's marner mm-hmm. there's kane um and then there's ovechkin stone and kucherov rantanen you missed Jamie Ben. Right. Oh right. Whoops. Uh, Jamie Ben, and then and then it's him. So. Um, yeah. Tied yeah. With Jeff right. Skinner. Yeah, I was just gonna say like. Quality of players yep. is right there. Let's look at all the players making exactly nine million. Uh, Kale McCarr, Jeff Skinner, Kirill Kaprizov, Dougie Hamilton, PK Subban. All of a sudden, nine million doesn't look so bad. Yeah. Exactly. And like, what that leaves him like around what the tenth. T- Best paid winger in the league, and like, that's, about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's. Uh, yes, it does. You know, yeah. So it's not, I don't think it's terrible. It's not. Over, it's not a gross overpayment. I think it's just surprising because it's part of it is because he uh, he's only spent like what one two years, one year, two years, one year, one year, uh, one just year one Calder Trophy. Right. That's right. Uh, and uh, so yeah, I guess there's some hesitancy there, but. Like just the one, just based off what he showed last year, um, he seems to he he seems to fit the mold for top ten winger and and you know Minnesota's Minnesota's lost without him. 
I mean, who are we kidding? If if he's not on the team, if you don't manage to sign him, you're completely fucked. There's yep. y- your roster doesn't hold up. You have some nice pieces around him, obviously, but he's what makes a tick there. Um, and yeah, so they, they need to sign him. Nine million dollars is actually, I think it's pretty good. And five mm-hmm. years, you know, he'll be twenty nine, and he'll he'll a home run contract, no doubt. Um, so I think it, it's a good deal for both ends. And he said it was stressful, so that's that's good. But you, yeah, you, you saw that press conference. Imagine how- like, oh, I was, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, just imagine how much more stressful it would have been if uh, he was stuck in that RFA house, <laughs> competing, competing with the boys, the uh, Vancouver boys and Bertie Kachuk. Uh, that's, yeah, that's that's real spicy. Um, need to get some cameras on them. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I was just gonna say, did you like that press conference where he was like, "Oh, I was never actually gonna go to Russia. I was, that wasn't happening." Um, so, I did not see that. But even then. Even then, like, yeah, he was. It was in a press conference with press conference with Garen, uh, and Garen was like, "Aha, <laughs> like uh, you should have said that uh, for your next contract, LMAO. Um, But you know, obviously, it'll be in UFA next time. Uh, but uh, yeah. but yeah, that's that's Kaprizov. That's that's a, that's a decent contract, and I don't think it'll age yeah. poorly, just given the quality of contract, uh, quality of player. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I agree. Before we get into uh, the trivia segment, I have something I want to share with you. Uh, that is a genius, remarkable, brilliant idea that I came up with. Uh, nice. And it is, it is called a competitive broken telephone. And it is not something that we can play, just the two of us. But here's how it would work. So you got, you got two teams. Uh, I guess you could have more than two. But let's say you, have, you got two teams of a certain amount of people. Say, I don't know, 20 people on each team. Okay. And you have a holding room, a soundproof booth, and another holding room. And how it works is is you have so, uh, you have that for each team. So there are like there's a set of two. And so the first player for each team walks into the soundproof booth, and they are met with uh, an official, uh, like a, a match official, who <laughs> reads to the. <laughs> I love this. I love the match who, official. I'm a fan of the match official. He's my favorite player. Right, go ahead. Who reads, who reads to them. Uh, <laughs> the say, broken telephone match official. What do you do with the job? <laughs> I'm a broken telephone <laughs> official. <laughs> this is already so one official. of your best ideas. Okay. So, so the match <laughs> official would read the, uh, the predetermined, say, like four or five uh, strange and unrelated sentences. So say I'm the match okay. official. You're the first player for your team. You walk in All to right. the soundproof booth and you sit down and I go less than 75% of the women in this neighborhood don't think Jamal makes the best baked beans. And then I'll like, I'll pause for five seconds and then I'll say another sentence like the person who that pink flower belongs to would like to know if your nephews spend too much time sitting on the obsolete video game console. And I'll do like, (laughs) I'll do like four or five sentences like that. And I'll only say them once and you have to remember them all. And then, so I, as a match (laughs) official leave, you sit there for like a minute by yourself. And then you're, your second teammate comes in and you say the sentences back to them and then they have to remember and it loops all the way. And obviously when you, when you're done, 
you leave the soundproof booth and you go into the second holding area. So obviously, you know, you can't send codes or anything to the upcoming players. And then at the end, it's judged which team held on to the to the messages the best, and that team's the winner. And how do you uh, determine accuracy? Yeah, I think my working idea is it's an equal weight between how many, like word for word, how many are they missing, how many did they change, stuff like that, and how well did they maintain the meaning of the original sentence. Okay, so we have some subjectivity. It's an art. It's an art form to be a broken telephone match official. Uh, and yes. uh, that's that's excellent. We'll have to train them properly. Days and days of training on how to properly yeah. score. Hours <laughs> and hours. <laughs> It'll be great. Uh, this is this is this is excellent. I don't know where we're gonna get a hold of two. It is one of my ultimate goals groups. to actualize this idea <laughs> because I think I I really like it. it sounds like quite the uh, pricey endeavor. With uh, you know, you gotta get the soundproofing going on and everything. Um, but otherwise, it's it's pretty it's a pretty flawless idea, I must say. I would partake certainly. If if anything, as as the match official, um, if you need one, excellent. I'm always here. Yeah, I'd love to be the first uh-huh. one. Um, I guess it technically doesn't have to be a soundproof booth if you just have like the waiting areas like very far away from each other, and stuff like that. But under this professional could take place circumstances, on a, giant field, on, on a large field, you know. That would be. Uh, it's probably work. best that it's indoors so that you know you can't really see the other people. Really? Okay, fair enough. Well, probably enough. right. I don't know. So you can't read lips, I guess. Yeah, um, exactly. That's... Gotta preserve the okay. integrity of the game. Of course, you wouldn't want a master lip reader ruining it for everybody. That would be a uh-huh. strategy. Put your master lip reader at the end and just have him go. Um, but um, see, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already breaking the game. Um, so yeah, indoors. That's good. I'm good. It's a great idea. Thank you. I don't. I don't. I don't even know how we got here, though. Um, how we got here? I planned beforehand. I right before trivia. I'm ah. going to share this idea with Taisei. That's how. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, and uh, yeah, you have graced us with that brilliant idea. We will make it happen somehow, someday. Um, so yeah, we've we've got we're we're building our bucket list today, aren't we? Um, uh-huh. From watching cats, watch cats from doing cast an old man as Evan Hansen and uh, exactly. broken telephone. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, so if there isn't anything else. I have prepared a trivia for this week. Brilliant. Okay, so it's a it's a category, it's a it's a style of game that I think I've used a couple times already. Yeah, I think two, two times. This is the third time. Um, it's the one where I name you a bunch of names. And you tell me what links those names together. Oh, not uh, this one. And oh, you don't like it? Okay. All no, right, it's fine. I, I do. I do. I, it is fun. I just. It's just. <laughs> it's a bit a little tricky sometimes. It, it is a hard one, and uh, yeah, I took a while to complete it, and it is. It, I would say it's quite the tricky draft. Uh, tri- uh, not tricky draft. Whoop. Uh, tricky quiz. Okay, so it's ten. I have ten questions. And uh, so how many would you like to uh, set the bar at? Seven. Seven. Okay. It's pretty ambitious. Here we go. All right. Let us begin. Okay. So first question. Oh, should we? what are the ground rules again? So um, you're not allowed saying anything explicitly incorrect. 
Um, but if you say something that's technically correct, but not what I was looking for, you can just keep going. And uh, do we set a time? Oh, limit? and I have a minute. I have a minute. A minute. Sure. Okay. Wait, I think right. I think it should be allowed for me to say something that's incorrect because I just have the full minute. Okay. All right. We'll just give you a full minute trying to figure things out. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Okay. So, first question, we have Nathan McKinnon, William Carlson, Johnny Gaudreau, Jacob Slavin, and Alex Barkov. Go ahead. Lady Bing winners? Very nice. All right. Took him less than three seconds on that one. Okay. Um, who do we go next? All right. We have Pekka Anton Hudobin, Carey Price, Tuka Rask, and Marc-Andre Fleury. Well, they're all goalies. I assume it's something more specific than that. It is. Uh, all right. So it was Rene, Hudobin, Price, Rask. Who was the other one? Fleury. Hmm. They're not all first round picks. Uh, because I know Rene isn't. Hmm. Fleury played for Pittsburgh and Vegas. Dobin. These are tricky because all I can think about is they're all goalies, but it must be something more than that. Um, Pekarina is retired. Uh, have they all? Well, no, they have not all won a Vesna trophy. Uh, you have 10 seconds. No idea. Yeah. I quit. All right. Yeah, your time is up. And uh, the answer was. They're the last five goalies to have lost in the Stanley Cup final. Um, oh, smart. Ouch. Right. Okay. Okay, so one for two. Moving next. Where do we go? Hmm. Okay. We shall go with Ryan Getzlaff, Logan Couture, Mark Stone, Anzi Kopitar, and Connor McDavid. Uh, Pacific Division forwards? Uh, that's correct, but not what I was looking for. Get, oh, didn't we used to call this game correct but incorrect? Anyway, yeah, correct uh, but incorrect. Right but okay, not right. McDa- McDavid, Geslaff, Kopitar, Couture, Mark Stone. Uh, Pacific Division All-Stars from last season? Or the season uh, before? Nope. Not what I was looking for. Uh, leading scorers on Pacific Division teams? Nope. Um, uh, uh, these are hard. Uh, um, <laughs> 10 seconds. Uh, Selkie Trophy vote receivers in the Pacific <laughs> Division? I don't know. And one second, and that is it. You're right in the Pacific Division. They're Pacific Division captains. Oh, oh I'm so stupid. That's so obvious. <laughs> oh, I should have gotten that yeah. one. Uh, yeah, Some the all-star team? What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah, it, it is tricky, though. I can't imagine I would do well at all if I was on the other receiving end of this quiz. Um 
it, it is quite the high degree of difficulty. So, um, anyways, tough luck. Moving on, we have uh, Yanni Gord, Patrice Bergeron, Andrei Svechnikov, Connor Hellebuck, and Evgeny Svechnikov. Gord, Bergeron, both Svechnikovs, and Connor Hellebuck? That's right. Oh, God. I have no idea. Oh, uh, they all wear number 37. Very nice. Nailed it. What tipped you off? Which two players? Uh, uh, what tipped me off was I briefly remembered last time. I was like, I have no idea. And then it was that they all had the same number. So I went to go think of that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Next up. All right. Uh, we'll do uh, Cal Peterson, Peter Mrazek, Connor Hellebuck, again, Mike Smith, and Dustin Tokarski. Cal Peterson, Dustin Tokarski, Connor Hellebuck, Peter Mrazek. What was the other one? Dustin Tokarski, Connor Hellebuck, Mrazek. I said those two. Smith, and Mike Smith, Mike Smith. Mike Smith. Um... Are these all uh, goalies who uh, they don't have the same number. They weren't all drafted by the same team. They aren't all from the same country. Uh, 20 seconds. Uh, goalies who... Uh, goalies who I don't know shut out the the Dallas Stars last year. I have no idea. You <laughs> think I'd be that cruel? Um, not quite. They're they're all goalies, all drafted in the fifth round. Not oh, many come of them. On. What? I thought Dustin Dukarski might tip you off. He's a why former Hab. I don't know. Maybe you a lot of things come to goal. mind about Dustin Tokarski before drafted in the fifth round. Fair point. Fair enough. Fair enough. That was a hard one. All right. Here we go. Next up, we have uh, Sam Reinhardt, Jack Eichel, Ryan O'Reilly, Tyler Ennis, and Cody Hodgson. Uh, former slash current Buffalo Sabres? Yeah, but more specifically... Uh, forwards. More specifically, well, not necessarily. No, that's not what I was looking for. Okay, um, they weren't all drafted by Buffalo, uh, and are they f- former slash current Buffalo Sabers leadership group members? Nope. Former slash current Buffalo Sabres. Uh, who led the Sabres in scoring? Very nice. Just in the nick hey. of time. That's nice. right. Ah, uh, yeah. We love we love Tyler Ennis, leading goals goal scorer. It's a good time. Um, those yeah. are the last five, by the way. Eichel won in three for three years in a row. So. Um, oh, those are the most recent order. five. Cody Hodgson. Yeah, I didn't like 
I didn't reach all the way back uh, for some random guy. Um, those are all in order, the most recent. <laughs> well done. Um, so yeah, that's uh, what are we at right now? We're at I think you're at three for six. Yeah, that's right. Not that good. We have four left. Not great, Bob. Four left. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. We have uh, Anthony Declare, Nicholas Hjalmarsson, uh, Laurent Dauphin, Richard Panic, and Connor Murphy. Are those players involved in a trade between Chicago and Arizona? Very nice. Right on the nose. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. You're very yeah. lucky I got that one because most people would be yelling at you right now for for coming up with such a bizarre question. <laughs> I agree. That was a fun connection. They trade pretty often, don't they? So they you know. there was a stretch where they only traded with each other for like two years. Right, yeah, exactly. Um so throwback. Throwback. And it's like, you know, they both give Arizona Chicago vibes. So I don't think it was the hardest question. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean I mean you got it in seven seconds, so I don't um... Yeah, fine. All right. Next <laughs> one, next one. All right. Um okay. We have Mark Edward Vlasic, Patrick Kane, Mark Andre Fleury again. Gabriel Landeskog and Max Pacioretty. What? Vlasic, Fleury, Kane, Pacioretty. Who was the other one? Landeskog. Landeskog. Are oh, are these all players making a seven million dollar cap hit? Exactly. There we go. Boom. Hell yeah! Wow, on quite the streak here. But these, um, the funny thing with like these like ones like that. I don't feel like I figured it out as much as the answer just happened to show up to me. <laughs> so it's like, it's very hit or miss. Like if I had been sitting there, like I can't think of anything. And then at the end you were like, oh yeah, it's all the same cap. It. I wouldn't like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, so angry. <laughs> and I feel like it's just random luck that I happened to think of it. Uh, well, I mean, I think you figured out what was it, the one that it was like a close call. You figured out the, uh, was it the point leader one? So, you know. Yeah, I feel like that's the only one that I, like, solve like a puzzle. The others are all, I either get it or don't. Okay. All right. Next time around, I'll try to aim for for ones that take you about 40 seconds. Um, I think that's about right on average. All right. Um, Next up, we have the Anaheim Ducks, the Ottawa Senators, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Dallas Stars, and the Montreal Canadiens. These this is the worst kind. Well, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Is can, I have a, can I have yeah. like a hint? Like, are you looking for like a player that played for all these teams or Alright, so I'll give you the list again. And um your hint is that they're in chronological order from newest to oldest. Or oldest okay. to newest. I'll give it to you oldest to newest, okay? Oh, okay, okay. Um I'll give you the Dallas Stars is the oldest, uh the Habs, the Blackhawks, the Sens. And the Ducks. Dallas, Montreal, Chicago, Ottawa, Anaheim. Um, trying to think. All right, so this one would be like a coach or a GM or. Did they all like have the same draft pick or? I don't know. Uh, is there any? trying to think of ducks players 
who bounced around to these teams. Not Nick DeLaurier. Uh, who else would there be? Derek Grant? No. Are there any current Ducks that used to play for the Habs? I can't think of any. Um, well, besides Nick DeLaurier. Uh, uh, I I don't know. I guess I All lose right. this this quiz. Man, you, you, you said the category. Just didn't dive deep into it. Um, teams that all had the same draft pick. They're the last five teams that have the third overall draft pick um, in chronological order. Wow. Oh, I don't... Okay, wait. One, okay, you're right, but... And I should have gotten that. For some reason, though, I'm tired enough that my first thought was, well, Montreal had the 31st pick this year. And Anaheim has not had the 31st pick in a while. So it can't be that one. And I don't know why my brain would have possibly gone there when there are five years in the last five years. Wow. Um, Truly unfortunate. But, uh, yeah. I did tell you, in chronological order. It does imply the Ducks are the newest one. Um. But alas, that's uh, all right. I saved the worst for last. This this one's terrible. It's actually the first question that I came up with. Oh, um, no. And it is definitively the fucking worst. All right. Can't wait for me right. to get it right away. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Jake Muzzin. James Neal. Michael Froelich. Adam Beckman. Frank Vetrano. All right. The only thing I know about Adam Beckman, I think for for whatever reason, it's coming into my head that he played junior for the Spokane Chiefs. Did these players all play for the Spokane Chiefs? I wouldn't. I wouldn't trip you with a Spokane Chiefs question like that. All right. That's, so that's, never mind. That's too obscure for me. Uh. I have to, maybe. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Maybe they all were drafted in the same slot. Uh. Wait. Can you repeat the player? There was Muzzin. Beckman, Froelich, James Neal. No, James Neal was not drafted in the same slot as Jacob Muzzin or Adam Beckman. Frank Vitrano. Uh, and Frank Vitrano. Uh, they all have mm-hmm. not, nothing. All right. Nothing. These players. I, give, I, need, I, I, need to, I feel compelled to give you a hint. Yes, which please. Is think very recently. Uh, okay. Well, very recently, James Neal. Oh, are these all players who scored a goal yesterday? <laughs> or today, yeah, we've scored in the preseason so far. There we go. Okay. <laughs> wow. Very nice. That one sucks. Terrible question. Terrible. Just truly awful. Uh, yep. Cruel to the nth degree. But uh, <laughs> you still managed a 6 out of 10, which is a pass and is very respectable. Um, well, it's not a pass for the threshold we had set. Yeah, but it's a pass in, in most other contexts. So, okay, it's so good for you. Very nice. Thank Very you. nice. Um, all right, yeah, all that, was, right. that was a rough one. Uh, that, <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode of Fusion and Hockey Podcast. Next week, we will be back. Uh, it will be a guess who week. We'll be close to the regular season. Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, this is the first episode with the new theme music. Uh, so I hope you liked that at the beginning. 
And I hope you like it uh, when you're about to hear it in a few seconds. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Fusion and Hockey Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handles are in the description. I actually changed my handle. Uh, it is no longer Alex Melleris. I decided to change it to Alex's new handle. That's Alex S. New Handle. <laughs> Any spaces? No, no spaces. Just, just letters. Okay.